Hello and welcome to Friends to the End, a podcast where I talk with the perfectly splendid Brandon Baker about his ministry with Ride Nature. How are you, Brandon? Oh, I'm doing well, and this is my wonderful co-co-host, Quentin I. North. Oh, yes. <laughs> I guess that's the thing that we're supposed to do. <laughs> it's okay. I'll let them know who you are. They, they figured it out eventually. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my uh, co-host, Brandon Baker, and now this week, I'm the co-co-host. <laughs> yeah, you got it. I'm, if you haven't I'm figured it out by it now... Week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm steering it. Yeah. Episode three, baby. <laughs> uh, this is when it's going to get crazy because if you haven't listened before now, uh, I mean, welcome <laughs> if you're new to the podcast. Yeah. Brandon, how, how have you been? How is your, uh, your brokenness? Dude, my brokenness is getting less broken. My Good. ankle is healing fairly well. My doctor says that I am thankful to be young and able to heal in such a way. I've been uh, out of my splint now for well over a week. I wear my boot whenever I'm outside, and when I'm home, I get to let this puppy breathe and only have some saran wrap around it. Just kidding. It's not saran wrap. It's actually <laughs> um, it's actually uh, something a little bit more useful right. than that. Yeah, it's, it's ace bandage. It's ace bandage. Don't put nice. a bandage on your food. <laughs> um, but Please. I am able to now point my toes and oh, and lift them up. It's not at its full capacity yet, so whenever I compare it to the other foot, it's kind of wimpy. But I can nice. do it. Nice. Okay. All right. Do you feel? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully in a week I'll be able to start adding pressure to it. So I'm I'm not on, right. I'm on the movement stage, not on the pressure stage. Good. Do you feel any more like a like a cyborg yet? Yeah, I'm. You know what? Some sometimes I actually do feel like one. Whenever I'm moving it, I'm mentally thinking, "Oh yeah, that's that's the metal inside me. I can tell. <laughs> I can tell. Like, oh, I'm hitting something. That's 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 definitely some some top notch secret agent stuff inside of my body right now." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I can't tell most of the time, but whenever okay. I'm really extending it, I'm like, okay, the reason that can't be the feeling of my my metatarsals hitting my tibia. That's got to be the cool bionic part of me. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, any updates to give or anything interesting happen uh, with Ride Nature in the last couple weeks since we recorded the last episode that we need to hear about? Oh. Yeah, well, so stuff with with me and Ride Nature that is happening um, as of late was, well, I actually got to lead an event not too long ago at the, towards the beginning of the month, I got to lead a skate trip to Radenton, which is uh, a little less than two hours north of us. Okay. Um, it was originally supposed to be to Zephyr Hills. The reason why we didn't end up going to Zephyr Hills was because I had accepted this before I was broken. Zephyr Hills is much further away, and we were planning to go to a springs and swim and have fun, and then I broke my ankle, and I ruined everyone's plans and felt terrible because I broke my right foot, meaning I can't drive, and I'm supposed to be driving our 15-passenger van. Right. All the way, all the way to, to Bradenton now, uh, what we had changed it to to help me out. 
Um, so I couldn't do that. So I had to check in with all, all of our other staff members. And thankfully, the head of our surf and wake ministries, uh, he also skates a little bit and was very down to drive uh, to drive us. Travis definitely pulled through. And boy, do I love hanging out with Travis. He is a great guy. Wonderful, luscious locks of hair on this man. <laughs> and he, he, he can rock a surfboard and he's not too bad on a skateboard as well he's got some mean nose slides i know that means nothing to you but yep it's pretty cool not a thing but dang shout out to travis shout out to travis bro congratulations on getting married last month man hey yeah that's what's yeah congratulations right right um so that that happened uh recently but the trip ended up being an ultimate success uh and i was i'll be honest like i was kind of struggling beforehand Mm. Because I felt I really did feel like I let Derek down. He had offered this new thing of responsibility because a lot of my position here with Red Nature is helping out Derek. I jokingly tell people that I'm Derek number two. I'm his stress sponge, things like that, because he has <laughs> a lot on his plate. And they hired me to kind of help clean up that plate a bit so that he didn't always have to keep going back for seconds. Sure. So I, um, I, I felt a little little overwhelmed with the situation and that I had messed up and then I got there and I had a blast I didn't get a skate one lick because I'm not allowed to touch a skateboard um doctor's orders and wife's orders Mm -hmm. but I got to go (laughs) and sit with the guys and just talk with them every time that they took a break and more importantly I got I was used the entire time I was there I can honestly say I probably didn't sit in one spot for more than 10 minutes without something to do. I was either nice. talking to someone about something or other, teaching one of our little guys um, uh, either how to set up for a new trick or better foot placement to make their tricks better, hmm. or I was filming them. I nice. had, at the end of the day, seven or eight different people tag me and their stuff on Instagram because of all the clips I ended up filming for them. And it really showed me, like, even in the midst of all of these things where I'm thinking I can't do what God called me out here to do, mm. I'm seeing that he could still use me in spite of all the ways that I thought that I messed up or I was letting people down. Good. Yeah, so so really, really good. We had a great trip to that, and I can't wait for December's trip. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. so speaking of what, uh, you were called out here to do and, and <laughs> talking about um, helping Derek out. Uh, tell us about kind of what's going on with the end skate park right now. Uh, Cause it's yes. closed right now, right? Yes. Yeah. So the ends is closed for the next couple months until the new year um, mm-hmm. comes around because they, the church that is that donated the space to us, they also use, so this is a multi purpose uh, space that we use it's a warehouse behind a church behind a school pretty much Mm. so the church is also a kind of like private home school um and then behind that is the warehouse where they have their kitchen where the kids can eat and such um but also where we were given the space to build a skate park Mm. but uh in uh around thanksgiving time and christmas time they need to use that space for the holidays so that they can have hundreds of people um be served meals as well as provide a place for their toy drive they're they Uh, end up giving i think they i think they said that they've done thousands like over a thousand toys um in last year's christmas 
um, that they did for that toy drive, which is incredible. Wow. So it's still being utilized yeah. for ministry. And so it's looking a little bit different for me um, because I came here to really take the ends off of Derek's plate. Um, but now it's been taken off of my plate too. So we're using this time to um, to think about some more strategies on how we can really utilize that space and sure. util- utilize and conduct the ministry that is done there. Um, and so in the meantime, we are spending, uh, we're putting more people at our uh, local skate parks that we go to. So we're still doing stuff oh, every every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Still going down. The only difference is that we're not doubling up and having someone at a local skate park, someone at our skate park. Um, and that on Fridays, we're doing backyard bashes. So we're, people are just meeting up in the backyard of, of our shop and skating mm-hmm. the mini ramp we have. And we're building more and more spots in our backyard as well for them to skate. So nice. it's pretty cool. And the guys are really having tons of fun getting to skate the new obstacles that come out almost every other week. That's awesome. Yeah. And you were, you were talking about a, a couple of other th- cool things that you guys are doing. Uh, talk about uh, Pursuit Collective magazine. Yes. Yeah, so the Pursuit Collective is coming out very soon. Um, I definitely recommend search that on Instagram if you have it. Um, so you could see what some of the videos, the hype that we're giving it because we're super excited. It is a magazine that is coming out, um, which is really showing the the expanse of of action sports ministry in a way we have all kinds of articles related to skateboarding surfing even the arts um when it comes to like music um and and mission trips where people are just writing about their experiences getting closer to god in light of these different things in their life so it'll have tons of really cool pictures um, from people's experience traveling the world, doing all of these really cool things, as well as their own journey. So that'll be coming out very soon. I believe this December is when we're dropping it. Nice. So yeah, by the time this episode comes out, it should be available. All right. And and tell us about uh, the cool stuff that's going on with the website. You guys have a new website for House of Ride Nature, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, so I believe last episode I gave a shout out to our website. Well, guess yeah. what, everyone? Um, you'll already know whenever you're listening to this that we've updated it. It looks a lot nicer. It is way more organized and it's just very clean and crisp. So you should be able to access more of our shop online than you used to be able to. It's almost as like you're walking around in the shop with everything that's on, on it now. So it looks good. Give it a look. Um, and of course, if you're not in the area and you want to support us, this is a great way to do that and to contribute. Nice. <laughs> yep, the house okay, of is, nature.com. Hey, it, is, you, is it, Hooch uh, snoring in the background? Yeah, 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 he is. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's Hooch. I can, I can, t- I, I, I'm so sorry. I was definitely listening <laughs> and, and I hope that, that everyone listening to the episode also heard that good stuff please go to house of but also please listen to who just snoring for a second because it really got me as soon as i recognized what it was the house of brought to you by Gucci's dreams where he's chasing bunnies and sitting on a nice beanbag chair Oh my gosh. Do you guys have like dog clothes or anything like that? If you don't, you guys should definitely get on that. <laughs> he wears my clothes. 
<laughs> no, I meant like I, I meant like uh, ride nature. Have you guys oh done any like dog apparel or anything? No, I, we haven't made anything specific for animals. Oh However, like I said, he does wear my clothes, and I do have a few ride nature T-shirts. <laughs> nice. Okay. All right, Brandon. I think it's time to torture me and uh, give me a word that I am uh, completely unfamiliar with and make me figure out what the heck is going on with okay. it. All right. So this is, uh, this is a word that I'm sure you've heard before. Okay. Maybe not in terms of skateboarding, but the word for you is shank. Oh, okay. So... Uh, <laughs> Would you like um, me to use it in a sentence? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely going to request it in a sentence. All right. <clears throat> yeah, so Eli was trying to tray flip down the six stair, but then Brandon came up and shanked him. What's up with that? Oh, okay. Okay, so I, I'm guessing that that must mean cut him off. Like, he, he was, like, clearly going for that space, and you just, you got there first, so you... you cut him off for being able to to use that space is that is that right quinn i north you have successfully figured out the definition of a different word not shank not not shank oh man but a different word which well, is snake fine you figured out the definition of snake which was going to be a word that was going to come up okay pretty soon <laughs> so you you've uh, you've preemptively figured out snake which snake. is pretty great. That's okay. that, which is a very common one. There are snakes at the skate park all of the time. But that's that's not far off. Also, uh, the uh, sentence may have been a true story, uh, but I won't oh, elaborate okay. any further on that. Um, <laughs> shank in skateboarding is whenever someone is trying a trick and they're not landing it, and then someone else comes up and does the trick before them. Oh dang! Yeah. So it's oh okay. So it's it's really shanking them. Yeah. Good to know. So you said it's a true story. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Well, I, we to preserve your reputation, we'll leave that be for now. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I really do hope Elijah gives this episode a listen one day. <laughs> It'll bring oh. back some pretty funny memories. <laughs> All right. Well, Brandon, bring us a word from, uh, from Skate Church this week. Yeah. Okay. So um, I'll be talking out of, out of Galatians 4 today but before we get into that um quinn i am curious with you i don't i wonder if you do have an answer um but who okay. is your favorite skater and why do you have a favorite professional skateboarder oh uh do you know any professional <laughs> skateboarders um i <laughs> this is gonna make me sound really bad oh i, already I know, know tony say. hawk okay. <laughs> because i played the video games okay right. i, I was cannot I cannot think of I have I haven't picked up the the remastered game yet. So really I haven't I haven't jumped back into skating games. So I have I haven't played any skating games and I, I played more than just Tony Hawk. That's just like the ones that I remember, like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater two and three in particular, but also uh underground. Mm, I played so I played underground. I so I, I you know knew some others that might have appeared in those games or like in some of the other games, but I that was like I first of all I played it at my cousin's house because we didn't have, you know, like a, a, a GameCube but they did. So that's part of it, but it's it's also been since I was in like late elementary school. 
since I played any of those games. So I genuinely could not name you a single other professional skateboarder, and I am ashamed. Okay, well, uh, is, you, it, is it sad you... that my initial inclination was to say Sean White to be funny? <laughs> That's not that bad. He he is technically, or maybe was, a professional skateboarder. Oh, really? I, I just know him from snowboarding. Oh, well, yeah, he's, he was like, professional yeah. in both, and he oh, has okay. Olympic gold medals in, in, not, did I just say Olympic? We're just making it to the Olympics. He has um, X Games medals in both features. Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Yep. And, and well, yeah, he does have Olympic and, medals for snowboarding. Yep. Too, he has them right? for, yeah. for skateboarding vert as well as snowboarding. Oh, sick. Okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, maybe I should have said that. Dang. No, that's that's <laughs> oh, well. fine. That's fine. Well, Tony Hawk, I personally like Tony Hawk a little bit more than Sean White. Sean White's great, but Tony Hawk's awesome. He is 50 years old yeah. and still putting out video clips. He just actually had uh, was a part of a video part not too long ago where he did a trick on a mega ramp and on top of a a truck on top of that mega ramp yeah yeah, yeah. i saw that uh, he's he's a freaking legend yeah amazing. <laughs> do you know why he's famous though like you at least know why he is famous. no i have i have no clue other than the the games i just assumed okay like obviously he's insane at, like yeah. just insanely good and just because of his popularity obviously you know yeah phenomenal thing. skateboarder uh what really set set him um set him off was doing the first ever 900 in a contest which is you spin 180 is to spin half a turn 360 two turns 540 another half 720 two full turns well he made it two and a half turns on a half pipe in the middle of a contest craziest thing ever to happen mm-hmm. this was in the 90s that launched everything up for his popularity and okay. what led him to become an amazing um, activist in the skateboarding community, starting Good. the Tony Hawk Foundation, which is now the Skate Park Foundation, mm. uh, made video games, clothing lines, things like that. So he has been a wonderful face to have for skateboarding. So I won't okay. I won't knock you for for having him be your favorite one. I'd say it's, it's a cop-out answer, but I'll allow it because it's, at least oh. he's worth it. I'll I'll have a better answer when I come see you in December, so that if, <laughs> if I'm holding you to asks, that, if anyone asks, I'll I'll have a better answer. Oh, I am definitely holding you to that. I am okay. so curious whenever I pick you up from the airport, who you say your new favorite skateboarder is. Okay, all right, this I'll do my homework. Fun. My answer to this question of who my favorite skateboarder is uh, was very difficult to come with because I have so many different names that come to my mind: Louis Barletta, Matters Apps. Jamie Thomas, like there's so many names to go through, but I singled it down to Jimmy Carlin because of one specific video part that he had called Color Theory. This came out, oh dear, probably around like 2010-ish is what I'm guessing. So when I was at the peak of skateboarding, day in, day out, um, it was right. all I could think about doing. It was all I wanted to do. And goodness, it, I felt like I was hardly getting winded skating six to eight hours a day. Mm. But I watched that video part after it came out consistently. The editing was so cool. The song was amazing. Jimmy Carlin just had a presence when skating that made it look so much fun that it made me want to skate. It challenged me to learn tricks like um, like heel flips, um, challenged my friend Skylar to start learning hard flips better. So we started focusing on those things and other tricks um, that he would do in his video parts it kept on inspiring us, kept on inspiring us. So that's why I'd say 
I can attribute him to be one of my favorite skateboarders because it shaped me a lot in my skateboarding. And so in a way, like when I describe it in this sense, I'd say that fits one of the things um, of a role model. He was like a role model. So to skateboarders, professionals are kind of like their own role models in this way. We look to the tricks that they do and we try to emulate them. We try to emulate style of them, try to learn from it and try to work on our own ways to adapt it to look better, kind of like how they have done. And then when I translate that out of skateboarding into thinking of role models, Quinn, who would you say your first role model was? Oh, probably my mom. Probably your mom. Yeah, it's super yeah, common. To, yeah, super common for uh, for someone growing up. Their first role model is going to be either an older sibling or a parent, typically. Mm-hmm. Not in every situation, but whoever is giving them a lot of care and a lot of attention at that time. For me growing up, I had my friend Skylar's dad, Stefan, was huge initially growing up. This was the guy who, um, who Sky, so Skylar, um, his parents were divorced. Skylar's dad got them on weekends and every other Wednesday. So he got to see them very limited. But whenever he did get to see his kids, I was always welcome to come over, which is kind of crazy. Like even on his every other Wednesdays, he would come pick, uh, come up with his, his big black Ford truck waiting right next to the flagpole and wait for us to show up. I like we wouldn't even be able to plan it because this was before we had cell phones. Goodness, I feel like I mentioned this in the first episode. Um, <laughs> yeah. Before we had cell phones, like we couldn't even days. prep it. Yeah, <laughs> we couldn't even prep it. Like I, we couldn't warn his dad. It was just all right. If if he says yes, I can come over. Cool. I'm hopping in his truck. If not, I'm walking home. So we would wait and he would always say yes every time so so that we could go and skate down the street from his house at the skate park. Nice. On on the weekends, I'd get to have pizza Fridays with them. I'd get to try out his barbecue. And then I got to end up going down to to Oceanside, California and meet their grandma. So it was it was crazy. He really um like in, he kind of indoctrinated me into their family. It was it was amazing. He welcomed me with open arms, and wow. and showed me a lot of what it's like to have a a fun dad, I should say, because I got to hear all of the dad jokes from this guy, and I still hear them to this day. <laughs> I, if I even just open up Facebook, I'll see one of his classic dad jokes that is just super super fun, super corny, and very Stefan, or as I call Steph Steph. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I really got to see like that really like fun part of the dad with all of the dad jokes and things. He would take oh my goodness, he would take us to Laser Quest, best laser tag I've ever played. Um, okay, it's I was gonna say that sounds like a laser tag place for sure. Yes, yeah, oh yeah, definitely most fun one that I've ever been to. He would take me and he would pay for my trips to go. That we would go to the water parks and he would pay for it. I got to have fun with them. It was wow. absolutely insane. And then, but that's. The crazy thing is I I still have another big role model, um, father figure in my life besides Stefan. I got to have someone, um, my really good friend, Kyle, um, his dad, who was my youth pastor growing up, who was also like a father figure to me. Todd was one who kind of helped me understand a little bit more the importance of doing chores and showing respect and kind of becoming more of how a man should be taking care of things and honor and a lot of things like that i learned how to do the dishes at their house i had to take out the trash when i was there because i was staying over at their house 
close to four days a week at least i had my own room eventually there yeah after a few years i had my own room i had my own dresser i had my own set of clothes that i would leave at their house because of how frequent i would come and the whole reason that started off was because i wasn't going to church i got invited to go over and then i was always in or out sometimes i would go sometimes i wouldn't and then finally they were just like if you want to stay over the night every wednesday night you can do that you guys go to the same school why not just stay the night here we'll make sure that you have dinner you can have breakfast in the morning if you want have access to all of our cereal make coffee whatever you want i didn't make coffee because i don't like coffee (laughs) um but then that eventually turned into to more things with them it was when i decided okay all right i'm not going to stay the night on skyler's house uh at skyler's dad's house on saturday nights I'm instead going to stay the night at, at Todd's house on Saturday nights so that I can go to church because I wasn't going to church on Sundays either. So then eventually that turned into that as well. And then a lot of issues that were going on at home, I had a place that I could always go to. I had a key to their house. I had my own room. Wow. So I would spend a lot of my time there because I was always welcome. It was, if anything, it was odd if I wasn't at their house more than two days a week. And so I really got to see from... Stefan, Skyler's dad, fun, quirky dad, dad jokes. And with Todd, I got to have that respect and understanding of family through the good and even the bad times of what it's like to be a family and to stick through things and to just try, fail, try, love, grace. I'm sure you've kind of noticed in this, I haven't brought up my own dad. That would be something that I would, and it's not that he's dead uh, or anything. He hasn't died. He didn't die when I was young or anything like that. Um, but my mom is divorced. They're not together. He was, uh, they were married when I was first born, but they ended up breaking up because he is a paranoid schizophrenic who suffers from DID as well. And he, and this was something that I had no clue about. I, I didn't realize that as a kid yeah. growing up. I knew that there were some things, but as a really young kid, I was the one um, whenever he would visit. So my family, they were on good terms. There's nothing bad. He just lived far away. He, mm-hmm. so in California, Swear it's probably it's probably the longest state. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's got to be the longest state because goodness, think, it is so takes so much time right. to travel. Yeah, it takes so much If you're talking about distance from north to south, I, I think you're probably right. Yeah, May, maybe Texas. I doubt it though. And yeah. and well, I'm at least, sure at least not going to take Texas the time to fact it. check that right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so he lived he lived in in Tahoe. Um, a majority of me growing up. Um, when I lived in Modesto, California, uh, Modesto, California, so that was several hours away, and I I was always the one looking at the clock. He said that he was coming in at six. All right, it's four o'clock right now, and those two hours felt like twenty hours. Seriously, just sitting there waiting for him because I was so excited because I hardly got to see him, and every time I did get to see him, he would save up so that we could do all kinds of fun things together and make up for all the lost time that we had throughout the rest of the year, only getting to see him usually two, maybe three times. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really did, I really did love him. I didn't know that there were any, I didn't really know what the issues were. I was always, hey, mom, dad, you guys want to get back together? Really bringing up mm-hmm. things that were very uncomfortable for them. Right. And then late middle school, early high school comes around and I learn that my dad, he has, he has a few, uh, a few disorders, a few issues that he has um, that he's still working out and understanding with that. And that requires a lot of medication to contain. Um, it's 
not necessarily a touchy subject for me, but it's kind of hard to explain someone if they haven't um, experienced it before. Yeah, of course. Um, but that that relationship with him and that excitement for it all eventually broke um, when I was in high school. He stopped taking his medicine, and he seriously became someone who I didn't know right before my eyes. He would become he would be himself, and then he would be someone else. Then it came down to one day where we were sitting in the backyard. My uh, my mom and Rita were having a cigarette, and sometimes I would sit out there and just talk with them. And my dad's face popped on the other side of the fence, saying, "Hey, the front door's locked." We didn't know my dad was coming for a visit. This was after he moved from Lake Tahoe back into his mom's house in uh, in Victorville, California, so even further away. So it's not a simple drive to go from there. It's about six and a half hours. And he was he just showed up, but it wasn't really him. And I started to learn a lot of the issues that that was really having the lack of responsibility responsibility that he had and. It scared me. This this connection that I had to him broke pretty quickly. There was not necessarily any grace that was coming from me in it. Because I was young and didn't know what to do. And if anything, I felt like my mom wasn't safe to be around him uh, because of some of the things that I heard him say. So I stayed home from school the next few days and just told people it was because dad was in town. Gotcha. So it it ended up breaking our our relationship after that i didn't really talk to him haven't really talked to him since my junior year of high school and i'm now 24 years old right that's crazy how all of that could happen and growing up with all of those wonderful mentors in my life like stefan todd and even my wife's dad i never really had that with my dad um but I feel like it's unfair to say that a lot of the um, the missing, um, like if, if there was a, a hole, there was a gap somewhere and it was because of not having a dad, I still had father figures. I had Stefan, I had Todd, had them. The missing part wasn't really from him. Right. Sure, there were issues. There's so many people that I work with in, in my skate ministry who have father, um, who have father problems where their dad isn't either in their life or they are and they're not role models that they need. They're not role models at all. But I still had Todd and Stefan, even with them. I Even with my dad who was becoming more and more hollow in my life, I still had them to run to. I still had them to talk about these problems that I had. I could say that I, w- I was grateful for them, those who stepped up and stepped in when I needed it. But the thing that I really was missing was that heavenly father in my life. It's so different. Yeah, I had these people to hold me, to help me understand these things logically, how to feel these emotions with it. But the role of God in your life is so much different. We often talk about the son, but then whenever we talk about the father, it's not really as direct or as we think about our own fathers, our own role model. The role that he fills in all of this is more that any of our own parents could ever do. Sure, they can love us 100% unconditionally, but that unconditional love is not the same as God's unconditional love. And it's hard for me to explain that. It really is hard to explain the love that God has for us. The only way I can think 
to do that is through scripture. There's verse after verse after verse of ways that God shows his love for us that I think we need to take more of the time to look at. Of course, there's always John 3.16 that perfectly states it, but the one that I want to share with you is Galatians 4, verses 4 through 7. The right time came. God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to law. God sent him to buy freedom for us who are slaves to the law Hmm. so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Yeah, I I had some father issues growing up. But I also had people step in. And that's so important to have people who actually can represent Abba Father in each moment of your life. Because sure, maybe I haven't heard God specifically say my name and say, you are my son. But when I thought that I didn't have a father to call me son, Stefan stepped up and took me to have fun at Laser at Laser Quest. I had Todd say, hey, pick up your room. Trust me, it'll be good for you. I had people step in, and I not even realize that that was God. That God was using these people to show me what a father's love is. In the moment, you'll have no idea that that's God the Father acting in your life. And so I really want to challenge you to be intentional with those who look up to you. For all you know, God is going to use you in their lives. Because he's trying to show himself in everything that we do. That's why we try to live to be like the son. Because the son is always going to look up to the father. So that's what I challenge my guys to do. To look around them and see the skaters that we have had there. Derek, our director of Skate Church. He was representing God the Father to so many of those kids. Whenever they had problems, whenever they were trying to understand things that they weren't comfortable to bring up to their own parents, they went to him. That's God the Father. Someone who's living a life where he's not getting paid actual money for an hourly thing to just skate with them, talk with them, be real with them, and open himself up in front of them. And so it's really cool to see that, how God can work in each of us and show himself in the mundane, really. Right. So with that, I'm, I'm going to close this in prayer, um, and I'll be accompanied with Hooch, who will be <laughs> given his snores and twitching <laughs> his nose. God, <laughs> I thank you. I really do thank you for giving a way to catch up with Quinn, of course. Thank you for my dog who's sitting next to me right here and snoring. But God, I I have to give a special thanks to Skylar, Kyle, and their dads, Stefan and Todd. When I thought they were just being a typical father figure, they were they were a vessel for you, God. I got to be with God the Father. I got to experience your love. I had no clue. And God, I'm not the only person that that's happening with. 
every single person has a moment where they get to be with God, the Father, with you. You're showing yourself to us all the time. You're there showing your love and how much you care. I just ask that we'll get to notice it. Because looking back on it, it's awesome. But living it in the moment, it's a feeling I don't know how to describe. I don't know what words to use to be in the arms of God the Father in the moment. So God, please let us be aware of your presence as it is always around us, but let us feel that. Because God, just thinking about it brings so much joy and excitement. I'm shaking right now. That just really shows how good you are and how real you are. And I ask that we can all have someone to look up to who will really reflect you. Amen. Amen. Brandon, thanks so much. Yeah, of course. Um, once again, that was Galatians 4, 4 through 7. All right. Well, Brandon, thanks so much for podcasting with me. And uh, remind the people where they can find you. You can find me at my house. As well, <laughs> other than that. <laughs> oh. You can find me on Facebook at <laughs> facebook.com slash ride with the bakers or you can find me on my instagram at brandomis prime or you can always email me at brandon at ridenature.com to check in on me i send updates to uh groups of people who yes huge who are my <laughs> who um who who donate to me monthly yeah and the his uh giving link is also in the description for this episode of the podcast as well so you can just uh click oh, on really? down there yep why well, sweet that's awesome yeah yeah you can um yeah so if you're interested in supporting um helping me be able to afford living uh life as a missionary and involved with the ministry every moment of the day that i can that would be very wonderful and that's also your um, contribution to being a part of the ministry as well. So mm-hmm. thankful for all the donors that we have um, and who feel mm-hmm. led to donate. It's helpful. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess there's a link in the bio. Um, and of course, please send me emails. I'd love to collaborate. I'd love to talk if um, if you would like to know more about Skate Church and how that operates. And if you're interested in leading yourself, I know how to do it and I could teach you. All right, Brandon. Well, thanks so much again for podcasting with me today. And until next time, right on. Peace and more peace.